Well, hey, Eastlake podcasters, it's Kristen, and I wanted to record this brief introduction to the introduction, an intro to the intro, if you will, um, just to acknowledge the fact that you are listening to a podcast and I am about to read a kid's book that I recorded so that people could see the pictures. So I just wanted to say it's not a big deal. If you do get the chance to go over to the YouTube channel and to watch it, you could see the pictures. But otherwise, use your imagination. And I hope you enjoy the story and I hope you enjoy the series. Thanks. Okay, Eastlake, I'm so excited for this series called Evolving Faith. This series was an idea that came to my mind when I started to think differently about this children's book that I used to read my kids. Actually, I still read my kids all the time. I just went up to grab it from my son's room. Um, many people who work at churches are inspired by these theologians that they read, these amazingly long books. And I am inspired by children's books because that's what I spend my life doing. So anyway, I bought this book a long time ago and sent it to some people on staff. And I want to do this series that you're gonna be watching over these next few weeks um, as a challenge to us to think through what it means to evolve when it comes to our faith and our spirituality, but also to other things. And so I wanna kick off this series by reading you the book. It's called The Big Orange Splat. Mr. Plumbean lived on a street where all the houses were the same. He liked it that way. So did everybody else on Mr. Plumbean Street. This is a neat street, they would say. Then one day, a seagull flew over Mr. Plumbean's house. He was carrying a can of bright orange paint. No one knows why. And he dropped the can, no one knows why, right over Mr. Plumbean's house. It made a big orange splot on Mr. Plumbean's house. Ooh, too bad, everybody said. Mr. Plumbean will have to paint his house again. I suppose I will, said Mr. Plumbean, but he didn't paint his house right away. He looked at the big orange splot for a long time. Then he went about his business. The neighbors got tired of seeing that big orange splot. Someone said, Mr. Plumbean, we wish you'd get around to painting your house. Okay, said Mr. Plumbean. He got some blue paint and some white paint, and that night he got busy. He painted at night because it was cooler. When the paint was gone, the roof was blue, the walls were white, and the big orange spot was still there. Then he got some more paint. He got red paint, yellow paint, green paint, and purple paint. In the morning, the other people on the street came out of their houses. Their houses were all the same, but Mr. Plumbing's house was like a rainbow. It was like a jungle. It was like an explosion. There was the big orange splot and there were little orange splots. There were stripes. There were pictures of elephants and lions and pretty girls and steam shovels. By the way, when I read this to my kids, I don't say pretty girls. I just say faces because I think that's a little bit strange. This was written in the 60s. Anyway, that's just as I know. The people said, Plumbean has popped his cork, flipped his wig, blown his stack, and dropped his stopper. They went away muttering. That day, Mr. Plumbean bought carpenter's tools, and that night he built a tower on top of his roof, and he painted a clock on the tower. The next day, the people said, 
Plumbing has gushed his mush, lost his marbles, and slipped his hauser. They decided they would pretend not to notice. That very night, Mr. Plumbing got a truck full of green things. He planted palm trees, baobabs, thorn bushes, onions, and frangipani. In the morning, he bought a hammock and an alligator. When the other people came out of their houses, they saw Mr. Plumbing swinging in a hammock between two palm trees. They saw an alligator lying in the grass. Mr. Plumbing was drinking lemonade. Plumbing has gone too far. This used to be a neat street. Plumbing, what have you done to your house? The people shouted. My house is me and I am it. My house is where I like to be and it looks like all my dreams, Mr. Plumbing said. The people went away. They asked the man who lived next door to Mr. Plumbing to go and have a talk with him. Tell him that we all liked it here before he changed his house. Tell him that his house has to be the same as ours so we can have a neat street. The man went to see Mr. Plumbing that evening. They sat under the palm trees drinking lemonade and talking all night long. Early the next morning, the man went out to get lumber and rope and nails and paint. When the people came out of their houses, they saw a red and yellow ship next door to the house of Mr. Pumping. What have you done to your house? They shouted at the man. My house is me and I am it. My house is where I like to be. And it looks like all my dreams, said the man who had always loved ships. He's just like plumbing, the people said. He's got bees in his bonnet, bats in his belfry, and knots in his noodle. Then one by one, they went to see Mr. Plumbean late at night. They would sit under the palm trees and drink lemonade and talk about their dreams. And whenever anybody visited Mr. Plumbean's house, the very next day that person would set about changing his own house to fit his dreams. Whenever a stranger came to the street of Mr. Plumbean and his neighbors, the stranger would say, this is not a neat street. Then all the people would say, our street is us and we are it. Our street is where we like to be and it looks like all our dreams. So, I sent this book a few years ago to Ryan Meeks and I said, I feel like you are Mr. Plumbing. I feel like the trajectory of Eastlake has been that way where somehow along the way people stop and they look and they go, huh, I've never looked at it that way before. And Eastlake has given people the freedom to be able to do that. And then I laughed with Ryan about how people would come and talk to him at night and be like, are you sure? What are you doing? All of those things. Um, but it's not just Ryan. This is, I think, human nature if we let it be where we should want to question and look at things and be like, huh, why did I have it that way? Do I still think that's good? Do I still think that's right? Who do I want to be? And so that's what I want this series to be like is to 
um, first of all, help people who are just finding East Lake identify with kind of who we are. I feel like as a staff member, I get so many emails from people being like, I feel so lonely. There's no one around me who thinks the way that I do. And I'm starting to feel like I'm falling apart. And I want people to be able to watch this series and feel a connection to people. I want them to, I want people to be able to say, I felt that way too. Um, because I think that's important to, to have kind of a deconstruction of faith alone is really scary and a lot of people are doing it. And so I want people to not feel alone. Um, the other thing is I want people to feel encouraged that there is goodness and purpose and meaning on the other side um, when you do follow your dreams, when you follow what you know to be true. And so um, that's what I'm hopeful for this series, that we can be reminded of our own journeys because I think it's, it's important to look back and remember what was this like for me? If you've been through that kind of um, shift or change or evolution of your spirituality, I want you to remember what it was like because that's important to be able to help other people who are coming or doing that later than you. Um, I want people who have never had a religious background but have found Eastlake, I want you to be able to have compassion for people who are evolving um, or for people who may not want to yet. I want there to be compassion for what it feels like to change something so foundational in your life. And then besides that, I just hope it's inspiring. I hope it's inspiring for you to hear from people personally about what faith looks like now, whether it's very different or not that different, maybe just a little bit or, you know, those kinds of things are what you're going to hear about. So above all else, I just want you to know that um, at Eastlake, we just value people and their stories um, for whatever they may be. And so this series is interview style. You're just going to hear from people about what their evolution has been like. And I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks. This is where we